saying, when I am free, then I'm a slave. But when I've been captured by the Lord, then I am free. When I have to depend on my own strength, I cannot do anything. But when I depend on his strength, I can do all things. We live in a kingdom that's upside down. And this is a spiritual truth. So let's sing this first verse one more time and think about the words. Make me a captive, Lord, and then I shall be free. How many of you want to be free? Okay, now you have to surrender to the Lord. Say, I give up. Let's sing it again. Who, through his death and resurrection, has made us captives of his love. And we have discovered the freedom of your grace. Now we want to live in a way that's pleasing unto you. And so, and so we ask that you might teach us by the Holy Spirit how to surrender ourselves as a living sacrifice unto you that you might set us free. Help us as we study the word even this hour to become captives of thy love. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We are sharing together as brothers for these uh, several months on the theme that in all things he might have the preeminence. And this comes from Colossians chapter 1. And so we want to read some verses there this morning. Let's read in Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 20. Paul has not uh, uh, met the Colossians face to face. But he knows a lot about their spiritual condition. Paul has many brothers who have gone out from Ephesus and have preached the word there in Asia Minor. 
那保罗有许多的这个弟兄们，他们从以佛所到那边去传福音。And especially one brother, Epaphras, has gone out and preached the gospel.那特别有一个弟兄在那边传了福音。And the Colossians have come together to break bread and to worship the Lord.那他们就一同拨饼来纪念主。Now Paul wants to pray for these Colossians.那保罗想要为这些哥罗西人祷告。And so we come to verse nine.所以我们来到第九节。For this reason. Since the day we heard it, we have not ceased to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding.因此，我们从此听见的日子，也就为你们不住的祷告，祈求愿你们在一切属灵的智慧悟性上满心知道神的旨意。So that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, pleasing Him in all respects. Bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. 好叫你们行为行事为人对得起主，凡事蒙他喜悦，在一切善事上结果子渐渐的多知道神。Strengthened with all power, according to His glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfast and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father. Who has qualified us to share the inheritance of the saints in light? 第十一节叫照他荣耀的全能得以在各样的力量在各样的力上各样的力上加力，啊，好叫你们凡事欢欢喜喜的忍耐宽容，又感谢父叫我们能与众圣徒在光明中得同得基业。For he rescued us from the domain of darkness. And transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. He saved us from the dominion of darkness, and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness What a large cosmic view the early Christians had of the Lord Jesus Christ. 那早期的这个圣徒，他们实在是对我们主耶稣基督的认识是何等的广大。So we read these words beginning in verse fifteen. 我们就从第十五节读起。He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. Because all things, because all things are all created by him, whether on earth or in heaven. 能看见的，不能看见的，或是有位的、主治的、执政的、掌权的，一概都是借着他造的，又是为他造的。He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is also head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. 他在万有之先，万有也靠他而立。他也是教会全体之首，他是原始，是从死里首先复生的
For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in Him, and through Him to reconcile all things to Himself, having made peace through the blood of His cross. Through Him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. We know that the Apostle Paul was in prison when he wrote this letter. But even though he can't go and minister in person to the Church of Colossae, he sends this letter to them. We see especially during this time when he was in the prison in Rome, that Paul saw more and more the grandeur and preeminence of Christ. We know from Colossians and from the sister letter, Ephesians, Paul has found some new words which he now uses to express some of these dimensions of the great Christ. He speaks for the first time from his letters about a whole realm of the heavenlies. And he has seen as he has sat in a Roman prison that actually he is seated with Christ in the heavenlies. He is also uh, describing very clearly our spiritual warfare, which also is in the heavenlies. And another word that he uses uh, uh, in Ephesians and Colossians is this word fullness. This is talking about our destiny. This is talking about uh, realizing the greatness of Christ through fullness. And so we just read, it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in Him. And in chapter 2, again, Paul says, all the fullness of the Godhead dwells in bodily form in Christ. And we are made full through Him. This is very high and tremendous thought. Theologians love this passage in Colossians. A cosmic Christ. We know that one reason Paul's writing this letter is because some of the Christians are being taught false doctrine. The, the Gnostic teaching that they are hearing puts Christ not as supreme, but somewhere in a hierarchy of many gods. Now Paul knows the antidote to heresy. What is the antidote for heresy? Well, we might say uh, proper teaching. 
Actually, it's more than that. The only true uh, antidote for heresy is for us to see the greatness of Christ. If we see who He is, we will not be uh, distracted by any philosophy or any doctrine that preaches a lower Christ. He is preeminent. That means there's no one greater. He is supreme. And and now Paul is exhorting the Christian. for the Christian. That in all things Christ might have the preeminence. Now this sounds very high. I love high and theoretical things. Now I'm thankful we have Brother Christian who shares practical things. We need a good dose of the practical. But we see that also the Apostle Paul was very practical. And when we look in chapter 1 at that opening prayer that we read, look at the practical things Paul's praying. Now, in light of the preeminence of Christ, what does Paul pray? That you might become visionaries and mystics. That you might float up into the heavenlies and live like angels. What is Paul's prayer? I pray that you might know God's will. So that you can walk worthy. I pray that you will do good works. That are pleasing to the Father. You know, it's possible to do good works really aren't so pleasing to the Father. And he says, I pray in every good work we could please our Father. And I want you to develop a character. Of steadfastness. And I want you to learn how to give thanks in everything. Now that's a very down-to-earth prayer. And so we realize that this preeminence of Christ is a process. Where we as Christians bring everything under the Lordship and Headship of Jesus Christ. Every time he is put first, the angels rejoice in heaven. Now we know because John gave us a vision in the book of Revelation. We see who is sitting on the throne in heaven already. Who is that? The Lamb of God. He is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He holds the scrolls in his hand. 
那他把这个书卷的这个拿在手上。So in heaven there's no problem with his preeminence.那在天上他去所谓这件事情是没有问题。He is absolutely supreme.他是完全超越的。It's just down here on earth some work has to be done.但是在地上我们有许多事情要做。So,所以 every time we do something that's pleasing to the Lord and puts him in the first and highest place, we are fulfilling this prayer and this reality. Did you notice how the Lord was glorified during the baptism this morning? Even in the testimony of a seven and a half year old boy, Jesus was made preeminent. Every time somebody went down and up, buried with Christ in baptism, raised again to newness of life. They were singing in heaven. A few weeks back, we had a gospel meeting. Thank God. Some people got saved. And others heard the gospel. Now this makes Christ preeminent. And it's such a blessing to the Lord. Every time we do something like that, it pleases the Lord. Now this morning, we were around the Lord's table. We began singing songs. Wonderful songs. We had some prayers. Now, our brother Christian is very practical, so he's been talking to all of you about praying. If we want to make Christ preeminent, then we want to be able to pray together and uh, be one accord as we worship our God. Now perhaps it seems like a small thing, but our brother has been stressing the need for us to pray in the market language of English. I must say, I am very blessed when I see people and I know their first language is Chinese or Portuguese, but they pray for my sake in English. I have never laughed or made light of anybody's broken English. Because as our brother has said, these people are making a sacrifice to praise. And instead of flowing in their native tongue, they stammer in broken English. So that we all may be together. And every time I hear such a prayer, I say, Amen. How wonderful that is. Now, of course, we have some Chinese here. Well, we have some Brazilians here. 
Actually, there were two Portuguese prayers this morning. Did you hear? Now, what did you Chinese think? Ah, we don't like Portuguese prayers. Of course not. It just adds to the flavor of the greatness of what God is doing. And anybody who's been with us for a few years, you realize that God has opened the door of the gospel, especially to Asians and Chinese speaking. I don't know why, but they are receiving the gospel. But when you preach the gospel to a Caucasian like me, it's like whipping a dead horse. Now, the gospel door is open for the Chinese work. Most people who come to the Lord right now in our midst are are Chinese. And I say praise God. Such a wonderful gospel work. Now could we pray that God would open the door to others? Now I know flushing has a lot of Chinese. You notice you also have a lot of uh, Hindi neighbors. A lot of Pakistani. Uh, I need to hear some Hindi prayer. Uh, now, you know, also because of this Catholic Church over here, we still have a lot of Italians live in this area. Now, perhaps we should knock on the door and say, Jesus, would you please open the door to preach the gospel to these people? Not to mention the huge bunch of Brazilians here in Queens. May the Lord open the door for the gospel to them. Now Ezra's job is too easy. He just translates Chinese and Portuguese. Let's give him some his, uh, his, uh, Spanish to translate. And then some uh, uh, Hindu. And uh, some Pakistani. And we'll really make Ezra work. But meanwhile, we're all together. We're one family. And the more we can be of one accord and edify one another, the more wonderful it is. Now, since Christian took the liberty of making this particular point about the, uh, uh, all of us speaking in broken marketplace English, in these practical things, I also want to bring up a matter. Now, I know probably Leviticus chapter 27 is not your favorite passage of Scripture. But I, I want to turn to there just for uh, one verse. Leviticus chapter 27 and verse 3. 
If your valuation is of the male from 20 even to 60 years old, then your valuation shall be 50 shekels of silver after the shekel of the sanctuary. 你固定的从二十岁到六十岁的男人，要按圣所的平固定固定价银五十色克勒。Now can I make an exhortation to brothers between the age of twenty and sixty？那我是否能够勉励呃这些弟兄们是二十岁到六十岁的呢？According to the Old Testament, you are the most valuable people in the assembly。那根据旧约圣经，你是在聚会里面最呃这个价值最高的这些这些人。Especially if you serve the Lord. This is your prime age. Now, why am I mentioning this? Of course, this is just a spiritual principle. It doesn't matter your age. Some people are old, but they act like babies. Some people are young, but they are quite mature. But there's a principle here. And here is my point. I know there's some brothers between the age of 20 and 60. And at the Lord's table, they worship the Lord. They, they, pray, they pray, they ask for scripture. Some of them steward the table. Some of them translate. But my exhortation is that 20 to 60 among the brothers here is the missing generation of worship. 但是二十岁到六十岁是我们在这边，就是敬拜的时候，我们有有有些的忽略。Now if you're over sixty like me，那如果你超过六十岁像我一样的话，Go ahead and do whatever you want。你就能够做你所想要做的，任任你所行。But if you are somebody who works every day in the American marketplace，但是如果你二十岁到，如果你是一个人，你在美国的这个社会工作的话，And you're a brother who loves the Lord。then let the redeemed of the Lord say so. This silent generation makes our testimony lose value. I don't know what it is about brothers. Somehow they decide when they turn 30 years old they no longer need to say anything. Let the wife She's a better prayer in But you have great value before the Lord. You know, in most churches, it's like 75% sisters, 25% brothers. It's not so here. But here we've got uh, 75% of the sisters praying, asking for songs, and only 25% of the brothers say boo. Now, if we want to make him preeminent in everything, now you brothers, you know who you are. Should I have everybody stand up, every brother between 20 and 60? No, I dare not do that. They may have something in their pocket to throw at but there's no place for pride in God's assembly. There's no place for shame in His assembly. There's no place for silence among the redeemed. Now our worship before the Lord is very pleasing. And I, I think the Lord really loved today that we asked Him, please, 
come back, come back. goes beyond any gender. Matter of fact, we had such worship people were tripping over each other asking for songs and prayers. Now the Lord loves it. Now brothers, do you want to increase the value of our worship? It's time for you to offer up your prayers. What does David say? What shall I render to the Lord for all he has done for me? You know the answer? I will lift up the cup of my salvation and I will call upon the name of the Lord. Now if you're a brother between 20 and 60 and you regularly worship then praise God. I'm not getting after you. But really brothers can we also praise our God? Don't you sense just something innately right about brothers speaking up for the Lord? So I just present that as a second thing for you to think about besides the language problem. Alright, now so now I have to get down to preaching. Alright, that was just aside. As we've been talking about Christ being preeminent, as Paul unfolds it, particularly in the epistle to the Colossians, we see that he's very concerned that Christ be made supreme in our Christian lives. And Paul does this by wedding two mysteries together in this epistle. There's the mystery of God. And what is that mystery? Who Christ is. Christ is all. Christ is supreme. In Him are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Have you seen that mystery? I hope nobody here has a small Christ. Paul says he created everything. He even created the dominions and the powers even of Satan and the fallen angels. It's all under his domain. He's a huge Christ. Do you see that mystery? Then here's the second mystery he combines. You see the greatness of Christ. Realize this. That revelation is the mystery of Christ in you, the hope of glory. At the end of chapter 1, Paul says he has been given this message. We can't just have a Christ out there beyond the stars. Great in magnitude. Here is how great our Christ is. 
He can come in you and I and dwell. Isn't that amazing? His greatness is that he came down to us. And now it's Christ in you. Angels can see it. Satan can see it. What did he see? Christ in the Christian. And Paul says, I want you to see this mystery. Who can understand? It's impossible. But by the grace of God. But this is our reality. And furthermore, Paul implies this. That we as individual brothers and sisters are the first line of manifestation of the greatness of Christ. How will Christ be seen among all the great world powers? They'll see the greatness of Christ as they see him in you and in I. And so the Lord is working on us. So that we understand that Christ is our life. We've been crucified with Christ. And now He lives in us. And not only that, He's being formed in us. Remember how Paul says, I am burdened to the Galatians? Until Christ be formed in you? He's been born in you. But I want Him formed in you. Oh, this is wonderful. And then, you know the Holy Spirit is working night and day. And what's he doing? He's strengthening us in the inner man. Why? I mean, this project is taking our lifetime. Now, Ed and Nancy over here, since they moved into Manhattan, they have heard that there will be a second avenue subway. They live so far on the east side that they are almost putting their feet in the water. But New York says we are building second avenue subway. So far, it's taken forever. Still no subway. But something's going on underground. Maybe even where they live, once in a while they hear explosions because they're blowing up a rock underneath where they live. Now the Holy Spirit is blowing up rock in your life. He's underground work. Maybe if somebody looks at you, they just see a sign that says Holy Spirit at work, like you see over manhole cover. But the Holy Spirit has to strengthen you in the inner man. For what purpose? So you can be Samson? So that Christ can dwell in your heart. 
But now today, I just want to touch on this matter. That Paul is connecting the preeminence of Christ with our corporate life as the church. So look at Colossians 1.18. He is also the head of the body, the church. And he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself might come to have the preeminence. Now part of our, our, our supreme Christ's great creations is the church. The church was born by his death and resurrection. The Holy Spirit came down. And the church was born on the day of Pentecost. And he is the head of the body, the church. Now, what is this that was created? He's a great creator. He created Saturn. Many moons. How many moons around Saturn? How many? How many? Well, I hear several different opinions. It's, it sounds like science to me. So Christ created Saturn. But Christ created the church. Now, how is this church created? Now, I know these are simple things. But these things need to be um, continually understood. In one sense, we can say the church wasn't created, it was born. Because on the day of Pentecost, there were 120 people. And when the Spirit came down, there was only one person. 
with 120 members. 那只有一百二十个呃员。Who is that one person? 那那一位是谁呢 ？It was Christ. 那就是啊，这个基督。He was there as the head. 那他是在那边做元首。And he was there as the body. 那他也是做身体。It's an organic unit. 这是一个有机的这个这个这个结结结构。You know, I used to be a Baptist preacher. 我之前是在这个浸信会。We always had a a, 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 a a worship order. 那我们有这个这个教会这个聚会流程的这个节目。Yeah, we did certain things. We prayed. We sang two hymns. We took up an offering, and we had a prayer, a message. 那我们就唱一些诗歌，然后我们就有奉献，然后我们就有一个简短的信息。What's the first thing we always had on the list? 那我们在这个程序表里面，第一第一件事情都是什么呢 ？Well, actually, we had the prelude where the organ player played something. 那就是前序，就是这个他们要弹弹这个琴。As the pastor, I came up, stood in the pulpit. 那我做牧师的，我就站在这个台上。And I prayed the invocation. 那我就 invocation. 我就就是做一个祷告。Invocation in Latin means calling into. 那就是呼召的一个祷告。Now what I would do is say, dear Lord. 我就会说，亲爱的主。In, in different words. 那但是用不同的词。Much more religious words. 但是用比较这个属宗教的词。But I really, I said, dear Lord, you're up there in the sky. 我的意思就是说，这个亲爱的主，你在天上。And we're your body down here on earth. 我们是在地上的，你的身体。Now would you come down and screw your head on us? 你是否能够下来，把你的这个头，就是转在我们身体里面？ While we have our service. And then when we're through, you can screw off again and go up to heaven. 在我们聚会结束之后，我们就把这个这个头就会把它转下来，嗯，就可以回到天上。Because we're only the church when we're together from eleven to twelve. 我们我们只有聚会的时候，从十一点到十二点的时候，我们是一个教会。Now I would never speak beyond twelve o'clock. 那我就我讲讲到总是不会超过十二点的。Because、uh, Baptist deacons they carry weapons. 因为这些啊，这个这个。信息会的，只是他们会有，他们身上是会带着武器。I'm only kidding. 我只是跟你们开玩笑。But no, no, I'm preaching for one hour. No, no, this never will. 你这个传道不能超过一个小时。Eleven to twelve. 这十一点到十二点。As my Baptist brother Vance Habner used to say. 那我之前的信信息会的这个弟兄跟我讲。When the clock struck twelve. 当十二点钟。The church gave up its dead. 那这个教会放弃了，他们就死。Now we all went home. 我们就回家了。Now why do I? Why am I preaching the invocation? 那我为什么要传这个宣这个祷告呢 ？Please come in, Lord. We're a body, but we're blind. We don't know what to do. 我们是一个我们是一个身体，但是我们是瞎眼的。我们往哪里走呢 ？But if we could just have your help for an hour. 如果你能够帮助我们一个小时的话 ，That'd be good. 那我们就好了。Now can the head be separate from the body? 那这个原这头能够与身体分开吗 ？Of course not. 当然不可以。We are a living organism. And when the head, when he is the head of the body, his church. 当他是这个呃这个呃这个身体的头的时候，是这个教会的时候。This is speaking of something very wonderful. 这是讲到一个很奇妙的一件事情。Just for starters. 这是为了这个呃这个初心的。If we want to give him the preeminence. 如果我们让他居首位的话。It means that he should be the source of our life, of our wisdom. Of our words, of our service. 那他是当成为我们生命、我们智慧，还有还有我们服侍奉的一切的源源呃的的这个啊、呃、的的起源。Think of it just as an analogy. 
那我们就仔细想到这个比对。When the children of Israel were in the wilderness,当这个以色列的子民在旷野的时候,when did they travel from one station to another?那他们从一站到另外一站的时候。When the cloud went up and moved,是当这个云彩起来的时候,并且移动的时候。Now they dare not move just because, oh, I think there's more water over there, let's go. Actually, some of the people always wanted to do some rebellious act. So Moses says, no, we wait for God. When the cloud goes up, it's time to move. My wife and I seem a little distracted. You know, we fellowship also in Manhattan. We're presently in apartments. We only moved there in February. But uh, we think the cloud might have to go up. Our, our, our landlord doesn't like us. So it always makes you a little nervous. You know, well, where are we going to be tomorrow? Where, where are we going? We, we don't know. Well, we'll know when the cloud goes up. Until there we have to sit right there, right? But not only did the Lord tell them where to move, the way Paul puts it, the rock followed them everywhere so they could have water. No matter what station they were in, the manna fell down so they had something to eat. When the enemy wanted to attack, they would look down on the children of Israel, and they were afraid to attack. God put the fear of Him in, in the enemies. Even though they were in the wilderness, and God wanted them in the promised land. But still, he blessed them, he kept them, he fed them, he loved them. He taught them lessons. And you see, this is the way the church is meant to be. Our head wants to tell us what to do. He wants to tell us how to move. He wants to give us food. And this is the precious life that we're to have in Christ Jesus. But now this only happens when He has first place. Now you know there's a problem. Because sometimes a man steals Jesus' headship. Now, men raise up. They think we should go this way or that way. And so, the Lord always has to deal in the assembly with this problem. You remember the church in Corinth. Now, think of it. They were one living body of people. But how many problems did they have? Can you list them? I mentioned a few. 
我讲到几点了 ？They had a competition over leadership. 那他们为了这个领袖的这个地位，他们也是有一些的在这边的这个争。Brothers were taking other brothers into court to sue. 那弟兄也带其他的弟兄上法庭去告他们。They were not disciplining immorality. 那他们也是有一些这个呃，有这有一些这个有一些这个嗯淫乱。They were having trouble about eating meat offered to idols. 那他们也有吃这个拜给偶像的食物。They were taking the Lord's table in an improper way. 那他们呃领用饼杯的时候也是不正当的方法。They were misusing the gifts of the Spirit. 那他们也不当的使用这个呃圣灵的恩赐。That's just a few. 这只是几点。And yet they were one body. 但是他们也是一个身体。What did Paul say about? How do we make Christ preeminent in a situation where there's these divisions and these problems? 那你有许多的这问题，许多的纷争的时候，怎么样能够让基督居首位呢 ？Well, Paul made it clear to the Corinthians. 那保罗很清楚的让哥林多人知道 ，It's your flesh that divides. It's the cross that unites. 那是你的肉体让一切能够分分散。那是这个呃十字架能够。It was carnal ambition that caused the brothers to say, "I like this guy, I like that." 那你是照你的肉体的这个呃这个欲望，让你能能够做这件事情。我想做这件事。The flesh divides. 那这个肉体会让你分散。And so whenever in the assembly, 所以当你们这些聚集的时候 ，there is independence. 当有这个独立的时候 ，there is ambition. 有这个有这个嗯野心的话 ，and these things mount up. The only way to deal with it is come to our head. 那我们就回到这个元首里面 ，and let the work of the cross deal with our flesh. 那十字架的工作能够对付我们的身体 ，until we can stand together in unity. 让我们一同能够核心呃站在一起。Now I just want to share two quick insights here in in Colossians regarding this tremendous unity that is ours. 那我想要再讲到，在哥罗西书有两点，就是特别是讲到这个合一的这一点。We have been baptized into one body. 那我们受浸于一个身体。We are one together in Christ. 我们在基督里面是一。When we manifest this oneness, He gains the preeminence. 当我们彰显出这个合一的见证的时候，他就居首位。It's impossible for man, for you and I, to be one by our own work. We're just too different. I like color blue. I like color green. We're hopelessly divided. We're going to put down a new rug. I want blue. Enoch wants green. We have a war. The blues against the green. This is church life. We always have to submit before the Lord. What do you want, Lord? Maybe he wants gray. But we do all things together in one accord. Now, how can we live like that? Paul gives us two keys. And it has to do with the cross and resurrection life. Notice this matter of the church. On the basis of resurrection life. 那我们讲到这个教会，特别是讲到这个复活的生命的时候。Look at verse eighteen again. 我们讲到第八节，第一章十八节。Chapter one. 
He is also head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself might come to have the first place in everything. Now what is he saying? He is the first out of the dead. He was resurrected. He is the head. He is the first one through. But now everyone who comes through on resurrection ground is part of this body of Christ, the church. Our life is a resurrection life. And in that resurrection life, we find we are all one. Let's look in Colossians chapter 3. I need to turn you to scriptures to keep you awake here. Now here Paul talks once again about the new man. In Ephesians 4, he talks about the old man and the new man. And there he is talking about an individual transformation of our lives from being old man, new man. Now in Colossians, he's speaking of this one new man. But here his emphasis is corporate. Look at chapter 3, verse 10 and 11. We have put on the new man who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him, a renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all and in all. 穿上了新人，这新人在知识上渐渐更新。正如照他主，照他照他照他主的形象，在此并不分希利尼人、犹太人、受割礼的、未受割礼的、画外人、西古提人、为奴的、自主的、唯有基督是包括一切又在个人个
He's our life. He's our love. He's our wisdom. He's our service. Christ is all. We worship Him. Christ is all. We don't worship other gods. Other, other things. Christ is all. And in all. Oh, then that makes Him supreme. That's who we are. And when we are like that, when we gather the new man, now I didn't read the part where it says we have to put off the old man. Now that old man keeps us from being all the Lord wants. Just to look at the positive, when we stand as the new man, that unity is the most powerful expression of Christ's supremacy. Look what God has done. Took a young guy like Andre. Old guy like me. And we can preach together. This is a miracle. He would never play football with me. I would never play guitar with him. But we are one. In the one new man. If Christ is all, in Him and in me, Christ gets preeminence. And this unity is seen by angels. The angels looked out and look at those two guys. It's one guy from Brazil. That's him. And then there's one guy from the U.S. Look, they get along. Now we know Brazilians get along with everybody. It's always U.S. that has problems. But there you are. Christ is all and in all. And then the last thing I want to say is when we are together as the new man and we're united in the church it gives us great power against the enemy. Now, brothers and sisters, I don't know if you know what has happened this week. But something has collapsed. And we will see more and more spiritual battle. Now, we must be in one accord. In order to stand in and battle in the heavens. We must be one. Now you know Paul talks about spiritual warfare in Ephesians. We don't have time to go into it. But I just want to stress one point. When he says, you put on the full armor of God, he's using you in the plural. Us together have one armor. Now it's true, you also need to put on the armor too, yourself. So you need the word, you need his righteousness, and all of the pieces of armor. But actually in Ephesians chapter 6, Paul's thoughts are still corporate. And he's telling the whole church to put on the full armor of God. 
Maybe you're younger in the Lord. You don't, you don't know the word so well. But we have somebody who's got the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We stand somebody has the shield of faith. We stand together. Somebody has the helmet of salvation. Now we all need this equipment. That's why we need to gather. Stand one in the Lord. Paul says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. I hope you understand. Our, our fight is not against the uh, uh, five justices. Our wrestling is not in flesh, but spiritual powers that are doing these things. And our warfare, therefore, is not just political, it's found in the heavens. But we need to be together. And it's when we're together. He gets to preeminence. There are things that he will prevent if we stand together. I say with great sadness. Even as I go back to Manhattan, thousands are marching down Fifth Avenue today. They end up at a Christian church. Yeah, I weep in my heart. Such a, such a thing called a church. Could sponsor this whole thing. And my prayer is that we could stand together. As God's people, as the warfare becomes more fierce, and not be afraid, because our Lord will cover us. This is what we can find in this unity we have in Christ Jesus. Our Christ is so preeminent, so superior. In heaven, it's a done deal. But on earth, Paul says the church has a job. What's that job? To make everything on this earth a footstool for the Lord. Can we bring all things under the captivity of Christ? Let's just look at this one verse. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul again talks about spiritual warfare. And we don't have time to look at this. But notice just verse 5. Now we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. 
and we are ready to punish all disobedience whenever your obedience is complete. 将各样的计谋，各样拦阻人认识神的那些至高之事，一概攻破了，又将人所所有的心意夺回，使他都顺服基督，并且我已经预备好了，等你们十分顺服的时候，要责罚那一切不顺服的人。Now among among God's people, among Christians，在神的百姓们在基督徒里面，by the Spirit of God。we need to wrestle until every thought has been brought captive to the obedience of Christ. Even our own straying thoughts brought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And that's when we're free. But now you hear how Paul is saying something. We are ready to do this. To make every bring everybody's thoughts captive. That I'm waiting on you. Paul says, when will you be obedient to Christ? Now we can see, we can take great spiritual victories. If our own obedience has come into Christ. How important it is to be together in one accord. And therefore, seeing the victory of heaven even accomplished here on earth. It is never too late to come together and ask for our Lord to reign over things on earth. Could we just sing that first verse again of Make Me a Captive, Lord? Um, just uh, let's sing that first verse and then we'll have a few prayers before we end. Captive Lord, and then I shall be free. Force me to render up my sword, and I shall conquer thee. I sink in life's alarms when by myself I stand. Lord, this warfare 
so that, Lord, you gain victory through us. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that it is such a high calling. Uh, Lord, we thank you also it is your finished work. Lord, we just want to be those who made ourselves available. Lord, that indeed, Lord, that we can bring all the captivity captive, Lord, unto your obedience. Lord, that our lives will be fully obedient to you. Lord, that we can be as one. Lord, that we can, Lord, together, Lord, to be that one body, Lord, to bring forth, Lord, your headship, Lord, so that this will be made known and be manifested. Lord, truly, Lord, may you be all and in all. Lord, we pray, Lord, in all the things in our lives, all the situations that we're facing, Lord, all the decisions, all the choices that lie before us, Lord, truly, Lord, it will be for only one reason and for you alone. Lord, we just pray, Lord, that you teach us, show us. We thank you that it is the work of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that it is in us, in our hearts, Lord, that you're doing this. And how we just want to offer ourselves up, Lord, each one of us, Lord, that you accomplish that. Thank you so much, Lord, for these words. And we entrust we may be those who wage this battle for you. And may you gain that victory, for you are worthy in your precious name. Amen. 主啊天父彼此建造重新奔走天路直到永远把一切荣耀归于主直到永永远远以上祷告父主耶稣基督的名求我们 submit to you Lord uh, we acknowledge that even the reasonings of our hearts sometimes stand against you and keep you from your will in our midst Lord, we call upon you to cause us to come under your headship, to unite as one, all because you are our King, and there is no other. In these days, Lord, may we stand together under you, under your headship, that you might have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.